Hello, and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ECNN Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and today I'm sitting down with NEC expert Russell LeBlanc to discuss some of the most significant changes to the 2023 edition of the Code, all in 10 minutes or less. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a master electrician, electrical instructor, trainer, certified electrical inspector, and longtime contributor and code consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing some of our most popular pieces of content, including What's Wrong Here, Moving Violations videos, and Illustrated Code Catastrophes. For today's episode, we're going to discuss Section 210.8, Ground Fault Circuit Interrupter Protection for Personnel, and why that's important. So, GFCI requirements have obviously been in, in the NSC for more than 20 years. Um, this cycle, it looks like the term listed class A GFCI replaced the term ground fault circuit interrupter. So we want to talk to Russ about why this is, is significant. Let's start with that. The requirement for GFCI devices to be listed was actually based on two public input submissions, including one of my own. Uh-huh. Uh, PI 3342 and 2208 both requested GFCI devices to be listed for the 2023 code. I submitted PI 202008 because I found it a bit ironic and unsafe that such an important safety device was not required to be tested and certified by an independent lab. GFCI devices are every bit as important, maybe even more so than AFCI devices specified in 210.12, which were required to be listed. Mm-hmm. Using an unlisted GFCI devices should not be permitted because these safety devices are just simply too important to allow anything less. Most manufacturers were probably having their GFCI devices listed voluntarily anyways, okay. uh, but this makes it a mandatory requirement. Right. Also, all references to ground fault circuit interrupters are now using the acronym GFCI. It's a little easier to mm-hmm. navigate and use that terminology. And I think most people call them GFCIs instead of ground fault circuit interrupters. Right. Anyways, mm-hmm. as for the class of GFCI devices, PI 3342 was submitted to clarify which class. Class A GFCI devices must be used to satisfy these requirements. And these devices are limited to circuits of 150 volts or less to ground and they trip at four to six milliamps. They definitely trip above six milliamps. Uh Class C, D, and E devices operate at higher voltages and trip currents. And these are known as special purpose GFCIs or SP GFCIs. These cannot be used to satisfy 210.8 requirement, but could be used to satisfy some requirements for swimming pools as specified in article 680. By the way, class B GFCIs are obsolete and they were removed from the UL 943 product standard for GFCIs in 2006. In the late 1960s, these class B GFCIs had a trip threshold of 20 milliamps to accommodate the high level of leakage current that existed in circuits for underwater lights, uh, specifically in swimming pools. What part about this change and how does the new exception for exhaust fans come into play? A listing of GFCIs was added because this provides the ability of the inspector and other agencies, including the end user, to ensure that this technology has been reviewed 
and performance tested by a third-party agency for functionality and performance when installed in accordance with code rules and the manufacturer's instructions. Uh, 210.8a exception four is new and was added for the internal receptacle in a dwelling unit bathroom exhaust fan. And it specifically says bathroom okay. exhaust fan. Doesn't say laundry room exhaust fan. Okay. This receptacle is located internal to the exhaust fan and is not accessible as a convenience receptacle for plugging in other equipment. Therefore, GFCI protection can be omitted unless the instructions require GFCI protection. I've installed these exhaust fans or a fan light combination unit where the instructions actually did require GFCI protection uh, when the fan was installed either directly over a tub or shower. Okay. So in order to apply section 210.8 correctly, can you explain briefly to our listeners like what this all means as far as how to measure the distance to the receptacle? Absolutely. And I want to try to focus on the different wording um, between the 2020 and the 2023. Here's the wording from the 2020 code. For the purposes of this section, the distance from receptacles shall be measured as the shortest path the appliance power supply cord connected to the receptacle would follow without piercing a floor, wall, ceiling, or fixed barrier, or the shortest path without passing through a window. Now for 2023, the reference to appliance power supply cords was revised by removing the word appliance. Removing the word appliance clarifies that this rule now applies to any power supply cord connected to the receptacle, not just appliance cords. And the wording without passing through a window was also removed for 2023. Removing the reference to windows provides language that ensures receptacles within that measured distance, even through an interior window or even a pass-through, which could be perceived as a window, is afforded with GFCI protection. Here's the language for the 2023. For the purposes of this section, the distance from receptacles shall be measured as the shortest path, the power supply cord connected to the receptacle would follow without piercing a floor, wall, ceiling, or fixed barriers. Several other requirements in 210.8A and 210.8B require GFCI protection for receptacles within six feet of sinks, tubs, showers, and even aquariums now. Okay, do you think, so do you think there will still be confusion surrounding these GFCI code requirements? Um, how will this change help clarify things? Yeah, unfortunately, I think there will definitely still be some confusion. For example, 210.8B7 requires GFCI protection for fixed or stationary appliances within six feet of sinks. But there's no language telling us how we make that measurement uh -huh. for the, from the appliance to the sink. 210.8 only explains how we measure the distance for receptacles, but not the appliance plugged into the receptacle. Uh -huh. So a discussion with the HJ will probably be needed to figure that one out. The wording is definitely better than 2020, uh -huh. uh, but some more improvements uh, still need to be done, I think. Okay. Well, so just to recap then, I, let's go over uh, what are the main takeaways uh, from this revision and why are they important? First of all, GFCI devices must be listed. 
And then class A GFCI devices must be used to satisfy 210.8 GFCI protection requirements. The distance measured includes cords for any equipment, not just appliances. And lastly, receptacles internal to exhaust fans, bathroom exhaust fans, may be able to have GFCI protection omitted. Okay, well, great. That, thank you. This was definitely a good one. And one I think people will definitely come back to um, to get more information and brush up on that. Um, looks like we're out of time for today. Thank you, Russ, for sharing your unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today. In closing, I'd also like to thank Managing Editor Ellie Coggins and Editor Michael Morris for putting these podcasts together. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. That's it for today's Code Conversation. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out our website. Thank you and have a great day.